Evening guys, welcome to another Wednesday Midweek Study. Uh, today we're going to be continuing on in the Gospel of John. We're going to be in chapter 15, like we have been, you know, as we've been in the past few weeks. Um, and before we go in, before we continuing on from where we left off last week, before uh, we do any recaps either, we're just going to uh, pray. Uh, Father, I just I pray to you and I thank you for your word. I thank you uh, for your goodness and for your kindness. Um, and uh, I thank you that we have the freedom to read your word. I thank you that uh, we have the freedom to uh, live out uh, your word in our lives. Um, I pray that you would help us to uh, live that out. I pray that you'd help us that as we go through your word tonight, that you'd help us to remember what we're reading, that it wouldn't just be uh, something to uh, tick a box in uh, our to-do list, but that it would be uh, something that we do as we invest in our relationship with you. We ask that as we go through it tonight, that you'd speak through me, that you'd use me as your vessel, that you'd give me the words to say, and that you'd hold me back from saying things that I may have planned to say, but uh, you want me to say uh, different things. I pray that you would uh, work in each and every one of us tonight as we go through your word, helping us to remember it and helping us to apply it to our lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, uh, Jesus is speaking, his speaking to his disciples, talking about how God delights in answering prayer, where we are, as his disciples, as those branches, we are matured in Jesus, the true vine, and we matured in his word such that we're bearing fruit and that we're then asking according to his word, where then what we're asking for is actually glorifying to the Lord. They're things that are more mature requests. And so God can say that that's, that's a great request. Let's do that. Or mm, let's just wait a little bit, you know, or uh, Let's just wait till you've matured and you'll understand why why that didn't happen. <laughs> um, and so we were talking about a little bit of that last week and how simply we can glorify God with our lives as we are matured in him, as we abide in Christ and in his word. Verse 9 then kicks us off this week where it says, it's Jesus speaking, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me, remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So verse 9 starts off with Jesus saying that he loves his disciples and that he's loved them as the Father has loved him. And as the Father still loves him. And this is a love that is beyond compare. It's not the sort of love that they can identify with and be like, yeah, you know what? I've, I've had that sort of love before, you know? It's, uh, yeah, my, my dad, my dad gives me that kind of love. My mum too, yeah. Yeah, it's a deep, real deep love, Jesus. Yeah, nice job, nice job. No. This is a love that goes beyond anything that the disciples have ever experienced before. This is a love that is coming from Jesus Christ to them. 
And Jesus is saying this love that he is giving to them is the same love that the Father, the Heavenly Father, who is perfect and good, gives to his Son, Jesus Christ, who is also perfect and good. This is a love that is beyond compare. And it's something that we'll kind of touch on uh, in a couple of weeks' time as well. But Jesus says to his disciples, remain in my love. And it kind of makes you think, hmm, that sounds a little bit familiar. Yeah, because Jesus is saying, remain in my love. Just as he has previously said last week, remain in my word. And he has said weeks before that, remain in me. So Jesus, you notice a little bit of a pattern here where Jesus is saying, remain in me. Remain in my word, remain in my love. And it makes you think, okay, well, how, how do you do that then? How do you remain in Jesus' love? Like, you know, it's not like a physical thing you can just walk into and be like, yes, I see I'm here in this thing. No, it's, you just think, how can I remain in this love then? And Jesus says it very simply in verse 10 where it says, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. It's nice and simple. So, Jesus is talking about obeying his commandments. In John 14, so the previous chapter, verse 15, it says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And Matt talks a little bit about that uh, when he was covering chapter 14. And 1 John 5, verse 3, John Actually, as he's writing, he remembers what Jesus has said, uh, and probably especially what he's saying right here, right now, in you know, verse fifteen, sorry, in chapter fifteen, chapter fourteen, as Jesus is talking about loving how to love the Father, how to love Jesus Christ. He says in one John five, verse three, loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And this is John remembering what Jesus has said and reiterating it, saying, hey, this is so important. Loving means obeying. And it's something that should come naturally. When you love, you there is the desire to obey. Because you acknowledge God's love in that obedience, and you acknowledge that his commands are done in love. They're given to us in love to say, hey, I'm the God of the universe. I have a decent amount of wisdom to bestow. I have a decent amount of knowledge to give to you. Here's some good, good things to live by. And so for us, it's something to listen to and to say, you know what? I know that God loves me. And I know that he's laid out these commandments. So I know it's probably a good thing for me to listen to that and to be obedient to that. And in that, in the obedience, there's acknowledging his wisdom and there's acknowledging his authority. The fact that we say, yeah, God said it. So, hey, there's no argument there. And I think about growing up as a kid. It's very easy uh, as a kid when you're growing up to be swayed by either punishments for something or rewards for something. So 
there would be certain things that my parents would want me to do as a kid, like, hey, you know, when you finish with your clothes, you pop them not on the floor in your room, but you pop them in the dirty clothes basket. And so, as a kid, you start off with the, okay, it's either punishments or it's rewards, and however that is. And then, eventually, this should get to a point where the child understands, actually, I don't need the punishment or reward. I understand that I'm going to do this simply because I've been asked to do it. And so then you do it out of love, not out of a desire for, oh, great, well, if I do this, I'll get a reward. Or, oh, if I don't do this, I'll be punished. But instead, out of a, I, I want to do this because I love them. You know, why would I not do that? Because I love them, and so I, I want to be obedient to that. Um, one time I got called downstairs, and I was asked to go set the table as one of my normal chores. And I went downstairs and set the table and did the uh, prepared the drinks for people as well. And I got asked, why, why are you just doing doing these things straight away when we've asked you? It's nice, it's nice, but why? Because normally, you know, no offense, but it, it takes it takes a while for you to come down and do these things. And I remember almost being slightly puzzled as to how to answer that. Like, wh why I was actually now deciding, yeah, I'm just going to do it as soon as I've been asked, rather than when it's now convenient for me. And I just responded, because I, I love you. And that was simply it. That was the moment where I kind of realized, oh, I'm doing this because I love them, not because of any other particular reason. And love means seeking to honor that person. Love means seeking to respect that person. Love means seeking to bring pleasure to that person to please those that you love. Because we want to act in love to those who we love. We don't act in horrible ways to those that we love when we're acting in a loving way. When we love God, we obey his commandments. And so, when we're obeying his commandments, we're bringing him pleasure by his children being obedient. We're honoring him in that. We are respecting him as our father and as God, because he has all authority. He has all power. And yet, in us, us being sinful, the Lord could have decided, you know, fine, you, you go your own way. You do what you want. But instead, God, in his love, sent his son, whom he loves with the greatest love that we could even imagine, sent him to die. And Christ willingly died for us as he submitted himself to the Father's will. The, then, in that, the Lord is saying, hey, I love you. And so we turn around and we say, okay, Lord, I acknowledge the fact that you love me and I want to love you back in return. And we do that by coming to him, turning from our sin, which we otherwise were, you know, running in the flesh 
and reaping the consequences of that. But now, turning to the Lord, where he, out of his love for us and out of his desire for us to be saved from our sin, actually allowed for his son to be punished for our son, for, for our sin, sorry. And so then we can be made right with God. And so as we honor the Lord by loving him back, we are then abiding in his love, as Jesus is talking about. 1 John 5, that we just referenced, continues on. In verse 4 and 5, it says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So how do we do this? It is by faith. It is by abiding in Jesus Christ. It is by saying, I know I don't have the power to be obedient on my own. The law is enough for me to see, I, 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 can't, I can't measure up. I, I need a savior. And so the power of obedience is within Jesus Christ, is within us running to the Lord and saying, Lord, I need your help. He helps us to love him. He helps us to abide in his love. And so we remain in his love by spending time with him, by reading the word, by saying, okay, Lord, I'm just going to take some time out because I understand how important it is for me to actually be reading your word. So I'm going to take some time out today and I'm going to spend some more intentional time than normal actually reading your word. That we acknowledge the relationship that we have with him rather than try and run things by tick box exercise and say, well, I've done that for today and kind of move on. But instead say, no, this is a living relationship that I have with a God who loves me and who has given his life for me. And so in return, I want to love him back. Not just simply trying to do things as a tick box exercise, but doing things out of love for him. Doing things that are abiding in his love. And so we remain in his love by spending time with him to help us then love him more. Because as we spend time with him, we're then going to start loving the Lord even more because we're learning more about him. We're seeing more about him that we love. As you read the words, you go through things and sometimes you start, start off and you're like, the Lord is really good, you know, the Lord is really good. And then you see other stuff and it's like, whoa, the Lord is incredibly merciful to these people. How merciful is he to me? Like, as you read all these different things, it then ignites a greater and greater love for the Lord. Verse 11 continues on with Jesus saying, I've told you these things, all that he's just said, and not just that we've covered today, even further beyond that, of what Jesus has been talking to his disciples about. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So, remaining in Jesus Christ, remaining in his word, remaining in his love, brings us joy. So when we're sitting today, wherever we're sitting, or if we're standing, or if we're lying down, you know, however you're listening or watching, 
you can remember whatever situations you're going through, whether it's just, you know, situations with different people, whether it's monetary situations, whether it's job situations, whatever it is that might be troubling or anxiety inducing or causing anger or causing sadness or any other thing. We know that our joy can come from Jesus. And that joy is, as Christ said, uh, so that you will be filled with my joy. It is a joy that comes from Jesus Christ. It's not a joy that is founded within us. It's a joy that is found within Jesus Christ. So we need only run to him and remain in his love. And we are filled with that joy. And the joy that comes from Jesus Christ will overflow. It overtakes all of those different things so that in the midst of troubling circumstances, we can say, Jesus is with me. And I know that he is because he says that he is. I know that as, for instance, I'm in this certain situation, I know that this is simply something that the Lord is actually going to work with me through. You know, it might be a situation that you've gotten yourself into. It might be a situation that someone else has gotten you, you into. It might be a situation that just simply was ready ahead and you're like, it, it, has, it, it has to be faced. Whatever that situation is, we know that the joy, the joy that we can have in that situation isn't found in finding, you know, the positive within the situation. It's found within Jesus Christ, within that situation. Because there might not necessarily be a positive that we can immediately jump on within that situation. But we can run to Jesus Christ and say, you know what? You're going to give me a joy that lasts within this, situa within this situation. That I can go through in trouble and turmoil, whatever it is. And I know that I can have joy just as Jesus Christ had joy. Despite going through all that he did upon the cross. That Jesus Christ could still have joy because he knew what was being done in that entire situation. Jesus Christ knew what was before him. Jesus Christ knew all of those different things. And so he could say, my joy isn't dependent upon the different things that the Romans are saying, the different things that the Romans are doing right now, the different things that are even being done by my own disciples. The joy is coming from himself, from God himself, from the Father. The joy that we can have in the midst of any of our situations can come from Jesus Christ. It doesn't have to depend on us finding some form of benefit within a situation. And how do we have that joy? Well, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. What things? About abiding in Jesus, about abiding in his word. When we notice, oh, I'm really anxious about this situation, different things are being said within politics or whatever else like that, we can run to the word. We can run to the word where the Lord says in Proverbs that he holds the heart of the king in his hand and he moves it wherever he wills, like the rivers of water. And so, we can say, Lord, the, the heart of the king is in your hand. Wh whoever is in power right now, you are ultimately on the throne. 
And so you are the one who every single little decision that they are making that might be anxiety inducing for me, those decisions that they're making, they aren't the ultimate authority. Those things are passing before your throne and you are allowing for them to happen. And I know that if you are allowing for them to happen and I know that you love me, then I know that you will take care of me in whatever situation that I am going to be facing. And so I know that I don't have to be worried about these different things. We can look at all of these different things in life and we can say, if I abide in Jesus, if I abide in his word, if I remain in his love, I know that I can actually have the joy in the midst of the situation because my joy is in Jesus Christ. It's not in the situation at hand. We can have a joy in a right relationship with God, in the obedience to a loving God, as we know him and we know his word. And just as a child can enter into a dangerous situation and they can feel safe because they are right next to their parent, we can enter into different situations within the world and we can feel safe and taken care of and loved because we are right next to our loving Father, who is Almighty God. So, it's on Christ the solid rock that we stand, and on, on Christ the solid rock, who is our joy. And for as long as we're standing in Him, then this joy is unshakable, because Jesus Christ is unshakable. So we need only remain in Him and in His love. So, I want to encourage you guys and myself as well. Let's all remain in his love. Let's remain in him. Let's remain in his word. And let's experience the lasting joy that comes from him. And as we notice these different things in the world try and get a hold of us, let's run back to the Lord. Let's just keep running back. How many times it takes in the midst of a single situation, continually running back to say, Lord, please help. And please help me to remember. And so then reading his word saying, Lord, I want to actually remember your word. That in the midst of these situations, I can be reminded of scripture. That you've already had men write down that I can look at. And I can say, yes, I'm holding on to this promise that you have already made. That you will never leave me. I can hold on to this, that you ultimately sit on the throne and that you are in control. I can hold on to the promise that you love me and that you care for me and that you loved me before I was even born. You've loved me before the foundation of the earth. And so let's remain in his love. Let's remain in him and let's remain in his word. Uh, let's pray. Father, I just praise you and I thank you for your words. I thank you for um, who you are. I thank you that we can uh, hold on to uh, your promises. I thank you that we can hold on to you and that we can have uh, lasting joy that uh, is there despite uh, whatever circumstances we might be facing. And so, Father, we just praise you and we thank you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.